0: Glory to God. Whew, aren't you thankful you know the Lord? Amen? You know, I knew who He was for years, but I didn't know Him. Anybody else have that experience? I, I knew who He was, and, and I even believed He was good, but I didn't know Him. Amen? And And, and it, it's a place to be, but it's not the place you want to stay. There's Christians all over the world today that, that have received Him in some capacity that still don't know Him. Amen? And and even in this room tonight, we don't know Him like we could know Him. Because we can always know Him better. We can always know Him more. You know, I was telling last week, and I don't even know why I brought up the story, but it came up again this week. I remember that first service. First service over in the other building. You know, I'd come... Three weeks ahead, and was astonished that they were going to try and have a service. First of all, <laughs> of course, they've done that more than once now, so now I'm used to it. Just yeah, that's what we do. But those three weeks before we had that first service, I, I kept looking at the auditorium, and, I, and it was it's a big. It was as big as this one without the balcony, and uh, I kept looking at, it saying, oh, "There's just no way. There's no way that they we're going to fit all the people that'll be at this meeting." And, and, you know, I know uh, me and Rick were doing a lot of things together still at that time, and he was the same way. Because, you know, we had been, we had been stealing these tapes and, 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 and copying them off and, and listening and, and taking this word in as quick as we could get it and, and, and just soaking it in in such a capacity that we couldn't believe everybody didn't want to hear this. I mean, everybody had to know, and we thought, he's here now. You know, brought, God has brought Brother Moore to this place. And and so, you know, I know they were excited about 500, but I was actually kind of let down. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you because my expectation was so great that that I could not imagine an empty seat in that facility that day. And, and I go to other meetings and see other people, and I still, and, and even as time goes by, I see people that we've honored and respected and listened to for years and the, and the congregations which were huge are not as huge as they used to be and and you know i look at even like the southwest believers convention you know i've been been able to do that a couple times in the last few years and we used to go to it regularly and you see people and they say raise your hand if it's your first time here and half the crowd it's their first time you're like boy if everybody that ever came could be there and, and you know you have the realization people have other things that they got to do and god calls people to do other things but at the same time I, in my own life I, I won't ever pick on somebody else but in my own life I, I know that i'm human and i can get full and full's not a good way to be for a christian we want to stay hungry we want to stay hungry all the time Amen? We can, get, we can get full of things we shouldn't be full of. We, we, can, we, can get, we can be filled with the cares of this life. We can be filled with religious ideas. We can be filled with a lot of things. And, and, and we can be, our lives can be so full of things that God didn't call us to do that we can never get to the things He's called us to do. And, and, and then when, when serving God becomes a burden instead of a joy... Somewhere you've got to check your heart. You've got to stop for a minute you've got to say, wait a second, I'm not doing this right. Because if, if it's a burden instead of a joy, we're not doing it right. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Because he, he's, he is what we came here for. He is what we come together for. He's, he's what we should be excited about. You know, Brother Moore t- talks about how he took Mrs. Moore on a regular basis or they ask each other, what are we excited about? Why do they do that? To stay hungry. They want to they remind themselves what they've been believing for, what God's done for them. What God, I mean, just look at this church and look at what God's done in this church. But in this body, within this body, there are so many individual testimonies of God's goodness. He has filled us with His goodness. He has healed us with His goodness. He has brought us up from places that we are glad we aren't at anymore amen and it's a great place to be and and we were you know in the past few years people have gotten away and started watching online and things like that and i'm glad they're still watching and man i love them but i'm i'm looking so forward to seeing them again so forward to seeing them back in the body back in the church back in fellowship with us shaking hands hugging doing things, being in a class, um, doing the things that are exciting about God. Right. These are things we should be excited about. I remember, well, most of you know, I, uh, from from, and I've, t- I've talked about me enough to, you know, from my teenage years till about 28, I was worthless. <laughs> just the way it was. You know, I even thought for part of that time I was serving God, but I wasn't. I was just looking for whatever He could get to me. And, and, I mean, I was just, it was just worthless. But when I got a hold of him, when when we started, when we started believing for Ramsey, something changed in my heart because we started believing for something unselfish. It it wasn't for, for me, it wasn't for me, although it changed my life forever. It was for her. It, It was for her that I wanted this child. And so it was very unselfish for me, and I know vice versa. And so it was the first time that we'd ever went to God for something that wasn't selfish. And, and I know nobody else in this room has been selfish with the things of God. But look at me and just don't do it. I'm just telling you right now, don't do it. But, but that time it, ch- it changed the way we looked at God, the way we looked to God. And, and, we, and we came together in a faith that we had never come together before, uh, in a faith that was stronger than anything we'd ever known that it just literally couldn't fail. And, and and it didn't. I mean, it happened like quick and a miracle, and it was amazing. And then, through that experience, I found the Father. I, I knew He was a Father, but I'd never known the heart of a Father. And so now I found this goodness mixed with this heart that wanted me to have it. I knew he was a good God, but did he want me to have all that goodness? Was, was I worthy to have all that goodness? And, and when I started seeing that, it made me hungry. It made me hungry. And we were going to a church, and I didn't know what to do, but I knew I needed to do something. And they had a sign up that said, the youth need help on Resurrection Sunday. They called it Easter, so get offended. <laughs> <coughs> but... I thought, okay. They didn't even say what they needed. I said, okay. And they said, oh, great, because we need you to play a Roman soldier. Here's your rubber hat, your rubber sword, your skirt, and your, your, your breastplate. And when I saw it, I'm like, is this what I'm doing, Lord? But I was so hungry, I did not care. Because it was awesome that I could do something. I could do something that day. Why? Because the Lord, I was was hungering after Him, and He was filling me with His goodness. Did I say to open up to a verse? We probably should do that at some time. Let's open up to Psalm 107. Psalm 107, verse 8. Psalm 107, verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness. You know, In the NIV it says for His unfailing love. The goodness of God is an unfailing love. In other words, it will never run out. It will never run short. And as long as we'll receive it, it will be available. And for His wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 9. He satisfies the longing soul. The longing, longing, so longing literally means to seek him greedily. I mean, that, that, to seek him in such a way that you want him all to yourself, as much as you can get of him, as much as he'll give you, to seek him greedily is what it literally says in the Strong's. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, it, and it's, it has the idea of pursuing him. You know, we always say we're following him. Why are we following him? Because we're pursuing him. We're pursuing Jesus Christ. We're pursuing His life. We're following after Him. We're not only doing what He does, we're, we're pursuing to get close enough to be who He is. Amen? And, and it says He satisfies long, the longing soul and He fills the hungry soul with goodness. And that's what was happening in my life. I was being filled with the goodness of God. And when you're filled with the goodness of God, you, won't immediate look to, you you'll immediately not look to your own needs. The goodness of God will always lead you to someone else. It will always take you to helping others. And that's what it did for me. It it made me hungry to do things. And, And if it's being a Roman soldier in a play in front of a thousand people on Resurrection Sunday, so be it. And it was a great play. And people got saved that day. So I get a part in that. Amen? And and that started my journey of being hungry because I was still so hungry that that wasn't enough. So they started using me in youth. I had taught a Sunday school class. We started doing Bible studies. You know, it wasn't a few years later, Kim's boss comes to her and says, I'm going to do a Bible study. You want to come? Well, we were really short on funds, so we thought going to the boss's Bible study was probably a good idea because I didn't want to. My flesh didn't want to, but my spirit said, yeah, we need to do this, so we did it. And in that Bible study, I hadn't been in a Bible study at all (laughs) since I was 12 or 13. That was Sunday school with the quarterlies, and they told you what to look at, and and I hadn't been in one at all. Uh, Well, actually, actually, I take that back. My mom, any time my mom would ask me to go to church, I didn't care what condition I was in, I'd go with her. Anytime she asked me. It didn't matter what I'd been doing, where I'd been. If I was going to a party afterwards, didn't matter. If mom asked me to go to church with her, I'd go. And so I had been in some some church. But when we went to that Bible study, and don't get me wrong, even when I was doing stupid things, I still listened to tapes every night. Brother Copeland freaked Kim out because when we got married... I still listened to Brother Copeland no matter what we were doing, and we weren't doing great things. But we listened to Brother Copeland to go to sleep to, and we listened to it. It, it. It rolled and rolled, and we listened to it all night long. Amen? And so when I got in that Bible study, all I knew was God was good, and he was changing my life somehow. And so every time they would come out with something, the Lord would give me something to say, and it blessed the guy so much. It was her boss. He, he went to Rick the next day. And he says, "Man, Dave, he, he's a, he's an, he's an elder." I'm like, "Dave hasn't even been in church. We should thank God that he had anything to say, <laughs> right, Rick?" And so from that day again, the hunger, needing to do something. We got into Bible studies. We weren't just teaching one Bible study. We were teaching three and four, and and we might not. I don't. I wasn't even teaching all of them. I would just go to them. Because I was so hungry. And, and and we don't want to lose that hunger. The, what, what brought me here was that same hunger. Amen? I mean, I remember Rick, Rick used to carry Rick used to carry a bag. You know those doctor bags, those big black bags? His was like twice the size of a normal doctor bag. And it was full of the little books from several different ministries, Bibles. All the cassettes that we'd pirated, so we could anywhere we went. If we could get somebody to take this, we would push it off on them. And, and we did a lot of things wrong. Don't get me wrong. We were young and zealous and wrong on many many times. We gave stuff to people who absolutely didn't want it and probably threw it away right after we. But we felt good about it, right? And why? Because we're on fire. We are hungry for the things of God. And and we and he carried that. And I had a backpack, but mine was full of Bibles. But I knew he had everything we needed in that bag. So everywhere we went, and somebody said, can you go to the hospital? Sure, we'll go to the hospital. You know, the hospital's not the first thing Christians want to do all the time. We didn't care. Why? We, we were hungry. We were hungry to serve God, to do whatever part we could do. And we did it. We, we, we did it. And then he said... I want you to teach little kids one Saturday a month at Hidden Bluff. And I'm like, I don't do kids. The God? And he said, sure you do. I said, okay. <laughs> and I started doing that. That led to adults then we, or to teenagers. And then we had teenagers in our house. And, and these are all things from staying hungry. Nothing was ever enough. Why? Because he was so good. And, and, the, and the realness of that goodness had opened itself up to me. And, and it had caused me to do things that, that I would, in the past, never even thought about doing. But in, in now, without thought doing. God just said, do this okay. And, and, and even, when I, even when I came here and, and in 2002, when, before the church even started, and I, I, I met Mrs. Moore, and she said, oh, how about we do this? And this was stuff I would never do. This was like painting and spackling and and caulking in baseboards. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll do it. What else do you need me to do? And whatever it was, I would do. Why? Because this is where God brought me and this is what he gave me to do. And and that fire should burn in such a way that I desire that at a level that, that keeps me saying yes. People say, well, i got to pray about it. No, you don't. The Moors just ask you to do it. Once you, once you say that, it's just, it's just an excuse to get out. Because right? guess what? If they missed it, they'll come back to you and tell you they missed it, or actually they'll call me and tell me to go and <laughs> tell them to miss missed it. And if it's somebody else, I'll say, Susan, can you call them and tell them that we missed it? And if, it's if it really goes down the line, we'll try to find somebody that wants to call and say, "Oh, by the way, you can't do this anymore," because we get to serve. We we get to do things for God, it, and it doesn't matter. Look at this. Look at this verse I, I saw today. Look at uh, Proverbs twenty-seven, seven. It says the full soul, that word means hate, loathe, loatheth, loatheth a honeycomb. In other words, the full soul hates even the sweet thing. The hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. What's he saying? The hungry soul will mow the lawn. The hungry soul will take out the trash. The hungry soul will do whatever it can do to serve the Lord. It doesn't care. It's all sweet to them. Amen? The full soul, they don't want to do anything. Why? Because, well, they're full. I got a busy schedule. I don't have time. I, I got kids. You know what? We had a kid the whole time we were doing all this, and she grew up in church. We didn't make her go. It's just what we did. <laughs> we didn't make her go. Hey, guess what? We didn't indoctrinate our kid either. We let her find God for herself. My mom did that for me. She didn't indoctrinate. She didn't tell me what I need to believe or how I need to believe. Or She, she led me to God and, he, and His goodness. And the rest was up to me. Amen? We don't need to indoctrinate our children. We need to teach them about Jesus. Amen. Amen? They'll find their way if you'll just teach them. Amen? Where was I going with that? Lost my place. But the full soul has got too much going on. They've got, they're, they're full. They, they've, got, they've had all. Uh, Mrs. Moore said about one person one time, she said, they've got all the Jesus they want. Right? And my mom used to say the most miserable person in the world is someone with a little bit of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Neither one are scriptures, by the way. <laughs> but there is scripture to back them up. Amen? But but when you're full, and, and, and I can just take this to a different level because I like to eat. You guys probably didn't notice that. <laughs> but, I, you know, some people eat for function, and some people eat for enjoyment, right? And, and I'm all for people who can eat for function. They say, well, oh, give me a little piece of boiled chicken and a couple of broccolis. And 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 what are they doing? They're getting fuel, right? I, I had a bodybuilder friend. He would do that all year long. He, he, why? He's only using food for fuel. I'm using food for fun. I mean, I'm literally, well, I get excited when I know something good is for dinner, I mean, there's many times at breakfast I'll say, what are we going to do for supper? (laughs) Right? I'm already hungry, but yet I'm full. You see, God fills the longing soul, but he fills it to such a place that it's always hungry. Why? Because it's filled with his goodness. And the more goodness you see, the more goodness you want. So no matter how full you are, it's kind of like once we eat a lot of times we'll go buy Brahms and like I'm pretty full and then we go how about a Brahms yeah <laughs> yeah well Dan Dan says ice cream just fills in the gaps <laughs> but but that's th- that kind of hungry is what we're talking about that kind of hungry where you want to eat you're not made to eat you know I I. I actually used the Word of God for function for eight years, and it never worked. I was only using it for function. In other words, I only wanted to get out of it what I could. You know, it was all the prosperity verses, all the need verses, all the, all the please help me because I'm poor verses, and I made sure other people heard me say them in case they wanted to know I was poor and give to me. Right? And, and I didn't want to get better to help him. I wanted to get better to help me. When, when, when my heart changed, I never looked at it at function, as function again. Yeah, yeah. Everything I ever did for God, I enjoyed. Yeah. Everything. And my excitement was equal to my enjoyment every time. If you're not enjoying it, you're not excited about it. If you're not excited about it, you're not enjoying it. Amen? The things of God... We're, you know, Paul said, I, I'm, I'm told to be full and I'm told to be hungry all at the same time. What's he saying? He said, I'm going to be full, but I'm always going to be looking for more. Amen? I can be abased. I, I, can, I can be rich. But I'm, I'm still going to be looking to God. Why? Because I'm always going to want more of what he, what he is and who He is. Amen? And, and, and the full soul... They won 't look to God for anymore. they 've got everything they want. The hungry souls always look what 's the next thing I can do? what 's the next project? what 's ne- going on at church? You know, there were times where it would be Wednesday night, and I would have a heck of a day, and I would be so excited to go to, to go to youth. We had youth at the church I went to. Tuesday night, we had Bible study. Saturday night, we had Bibles. I was never not excited to go to Bible study. There are days now that sometimes my flesh will try to tell me, "What? Well, don't you just want to sit down? No. I don't want to just sit down. I want to find the next thing God has to do. And, and in the body of Christ, I wasn't a minister. I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't, I, in fact, is in the church we went to, all you had to do was sign up to be a teacher. Right? <laughs> they didn't tell you. They, people came to the class or you didn't have a class. Thank God for me, people came to the class. You know why? Because all the youth liked me because I taught that God was good and they'd never heard that before. It changed their life. It still changed their life today. I was talking to a friend of mine that saw one of the youth that we had dealt with. Um, he asked me if I remember. I said, absolutely, I remember. He said, she's doing great today. She goes to church. She's got two kids of her own. And she was a mess, kind of. Thank God that we got to be a piece of that. I don't know. Who who else got to be a piece of that in her life? But thank God that hungry people came through and 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 let God use them in her life, even though they had other things to do. Right? And, and these these are things that we can do in, in this body of Christ. You don't have to work wait for a church function to do good things. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know what? Somebody told me, asked me one time. They said, they said, "Have you always been a religious person?" And I said, "Well, I'm actually not a religious person now, but yes, I was very religious before I came back to God. I religiously played golf. I religiously fished. I religiously laid out of church as often as possible so that I didn't have to be condemned when I went by one. I was very religious." Now, I do do a few things religiously. We have church on Sunday. That's where I should be. Amen? Even before I was the associate pastor, even before I came to this church, went to church on Sunday. Actually, we went to church almost every day of the week somewhere. It was either Bible study or church somewhere. Why? We were excited. We were hungry and, and, and the more we got, the more we wanted. The more we could do, the more we wanted to do. And then when I came here and I met the Moors and, and I said, I said, Lord, what is it about them? And he said, They serve me with intensity. That's why you love them so much. Why do they serve me? Because they're excited. They're hungry. They want to see good things happen. They want and you know some of the things that you hear when you know, the bitter sometimes you gotta take, and it's sweet. Because one of the first things they asked me to do was not stuff I would do. I didn't want to pull up floor covering. I was in that business, and I don't like doing it. I don't want to caulk baseboards. I don't want to paint. I don't like painting. My house for years was five colors, five colors, right? It was gray, white, blue, yellow, and brown because I started it and wouldn't finish it because I hated painting. And my wife was very embarrassed of our house. (laughs) But when they ask, not only was it easy, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do whatever it took to to expand the kingdom of God in any way I could. I, I was seeking Him, not what I could get anymore. And in seeking Him, I got everything I needed. Because what I really needed was Him. I didn't need a functional God. I needed a loving God. I needed a God that I could go to and just talk to. I needed a God that just talked to me, just like who I am. I said, Dave, you're doing stupid things. Okay, I'm sorry, God. Let me change that right now. You know, I, I, I need God. I needed a Savior. Amen? And when I found that Savior, it, it hasn't quit since. The hunger's still been there. And when I feel it quitting, when I feel it even waning just a little bit, I I I I bring I bring back the remembrance, I bring back the Bible studies, I bring back the kids, the Hidden Bluff, the first three weeks before this church started, the first six weeks before this building started, all those things, and and even when I I got out of line right there, and when we started this church, because Mrs Moore pulled me aside, why? Because my heart wasn't in it. When your heart's not in it, you're no good. Amen? But, but when, when you're right, everything God asks you to do is easy. And there's nothing that God would ask you to do that would take you away from Him. It would bring you closer to Him and it would expand the kingdom of God. It's always going to help other people. What, what happened when we got the church started for Resurrection Sunday? 500 people showed up. 500 people were blessed. And the church grew. It still amazes me when we hear the teaching we hear every Sunday that we don't have more people than we do, but I also realize that maybe we're not everybody's cup of tea and there's thousands of churches out there. I also realize that there's people that should be in these seats. Yes, amen? amen. And, 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 and that fire's not going to stop burning in me. I'm always going to believe for these seats to be full yes, amen. because I believe they should be the quality of the word that we receive and the quality of ministry and love we have between one another should draw people in here on a regular basis and 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 it's when we get hurt. Now, I was looking at a verse that says, My heart was smitten, therefore I didn't even eat. And that's a Dave version of that verse. What's he saying? I was hurt, so I wasn't hungry. Hurt people aren't hungry. People who are asleep don't eat. <laughs> They're not hungry. As I was telling Rick today, they said, you want to you get through a fast real easy? Sleep for three days. <laughs> right? You'll never get hungry. Oh, you're asleep. You'll never get hungry. you got to be awake. you got to be ready. you got to be on fire. you got to want it. Your heart has to be hooked with God in such a way that you desire it as much as He desires it. And whatever it takes to bring His vision to pass, you're going to do it. And, and it didn't bother us to, to, to teach the Bible studies. It didn't bother me to caulk the, the, and put out the trash and paint the walls. and all the, There were so many things we did. The the church, both churches were a mess. If anybody was here when this one started, you know it was a big fat mess. Which is why my heart dropped for a minute, because <laughs> I got my eyes looking at the wrong thing, and that's what gets us off. Wow, yeah. Amen. When when we can't see it right, we won't do it right. And and that's that that's where we have to change. Even even today, the things we need to change on the things that that i want to see is people that haven't been back come back that people that aren't in a church come to church that people realize that this word is is so important and that there's a god that loves them a father that wants to know them on such a level that they've never experienced and it would cause them to feel like i feel when when i think about it look at look at first i think it's first peter 1 Peter 1, no, I'm sorry, 2 Peter 1, verse 13. It says, Yea, I think it meet, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Well, and, the, you know, I pulled the scripture out of context a little bit, but it should stir us up when we remember. It should stir you up when you remember the kids that that, that came through and you were able to minister to. You know, when, when I worked for Hidden Bluff, every, every Saturday, we had one Saturday a month, and when I worked there, every Saturday that we had it, kids got saved. Every Saturday. Little kids from 5 years old to 12 years old. Actually, it was like 13 or something like that. But every every Saturday that we had it, kids got saved. So today I know because I was allowed to be a part of that, kids got saved. Amen? And, and, and those are the things that we remember. Those are the things that should keep you stirred up because that same time, you don't look longingly back. You look back so that you long. Amen? You look back so that your heart is is still hungry that you don't have a you're you're, you're satisfied in 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 knowing he's good but you're unsatisfied cuz you want more of it I, I don't know another way to put that but but he'll fill you up so much that it makes you hungry amen and, and and when we look back, it doesn't matter how full you are if you look back right, because you know, brother, Morris, when he was talking about how they were watching the cooking shows, and they'd see him cooking something that they really liked, and all of a sudden, you're you're, can you make some of that? <laughs> well, what's happening? You're getting stirred up. You're you're looking at something you you enjoy, or looking back at something that you've you've had before. You know, it, it, the word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you've never tasted Him, if you've never tasted and seen, then you won't have that craving. But once you taste that goodness, you'll, you can bring that craving back over and over again. You can have a craving for God in such a way, and, and, and you can begin to look at things, right? Because you know, so many people say, well, yeah, but I just do this. You do one part in the body of Christ that brings anybody to God, you're a, you're a great part. Right. Amen. You're, you are an indispensable part and and no other part's any greater than you. Amen. And, and and those are the things that we look back at those things. And 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 if you need to stir yourself up, you, just like if you want to get yourself, if you don't feel hungry and you want to be hungry, turn on the cooking channel. You'll get hungry, right? Man, I, I I can just start thinking about it. You know, sometimes on Friday night after church, I think, hey, we get breakfast in the morning. I start thinking about biscuits and gravy. I right I don't, I don't start thinking about stuff that i don't want to eat not going to go there <laughs> i start thinking about the stuff that i enjoy amen and i get excited when i start thinking about the things that god has going on i think about things i enjoy and it makes me excited and the more excited I get, the more enjoyment I get out of them. And the more excited you get about the things of God, it, it, you're going you're gonna to go back and you're going to remember that He used you here and He did this for you. And, and you're going to remember that friend that you had. That You know, we didn't just have Bible study. We, we'd go Tuesday night. We had a Bible study that started in a church that kind of kicked us out. I didn't even realize they didn't until a few few months ago. I thought they just had something else going on, but they kicked us out. Which they should have, we weren't teaching anything they believed, and so we were wrong. That doesn't make us right. It makes us wrong. It was their church. So, but we were young. We felt really good about it. You know we're, we're teaching how to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and they don't even believe that. Right? And so we got kicked out of that, and we went to a, we went to a bookstore. And, and we even got this bookstore to where we got a big radio program on it and so that we could tell everybody how great Brother Moore, Brother Copeland, Brother Hagin, how they needed to listen to these ministers and come by. We had them all here and it didn't get any busier. It amazed us. We, we, we thought we had found the gold at the end of the rainbow. All you would ever need and we literally, we did. We didn't just think we had, we knew we had. But we couldn't figure out why nobody else wanted it? Because you've got to be hungry for it first. You have to have a desire for it first. You have to, you have, to have an unquenchable desire for the things of God. You have to, you have to every day wake up, and, and if your spirit is, is, is fighting with your flesh in any way, make your flesh lose real quick. Because everything and anything God would ask you to do that day is going to be important. And it's going to be fun. And it's going to affect the kingdom of God, and those are good things, amen. And and, and as as we as we look at things that way, and we, and we remember, and we look back, and we look back at, you can look years back, or you can just look to last week. You know, think about the testimonies we get right here. You know, we get people stage four cancer healed, yeah. amen. right? Yes. Healed, yeah. sitting here, or wherever they're at actually they're not half of them aren't even from here and we still get to be a part we get to be a part of everything that happens and and we want to be excited about be excited enough to leave this church excited because it's your excitement that will excite others we used to go do coffee and other things at at places and everywhere we went we carried a pack you know we had we had at least 20 to 30 people you know 20 at least 20 everywhere we went and we went, all went to different churches. Nobody went to the same church at all, hardly. And when we'd go in there and we'd start just fellowshipping with one another, people would say, where are you guys from? What church do you go to? Of course, we have to say, well, we go to this, to this, and this. They go, wow. And, and they, Why? Because they saw we were excited about God because we didn't go anywhere not to talk about God. Why did, well, how can you do it? You're excited. You talk about what you're excited about. Amen? I never called my mom and talked about anything but God. Ever. Ever. Even if I called her to talk about something else, God was the answer. And that was great. We talked for hours. And we were both so excited by the time we are done after I finally came back to God. Before, I'd say, Mom, can you stop and just give me an answer? And she goes, I just did, son. And until you can get it, you're not going to get it. Say, thanks, Mom. But there's people like that in our lives. Everybody in here probably has somebody that just brings out the word in you. That, That when you just start talking with that person... You, it, it's like an anointing comes and, and, and they, they teach you things and you back give back to them and it's just a relation to... You need those because that encourages that hunger because without those kind of things, we become dull and we, and we, and we slip back and, and we forget. In, in, the same ver, in this same chapter of Second Peter, up in the, he says, if you, if you don't do these things, you're blind... And you've forgotten. You've forgotten. You can't see far off, and you've forgot. In other words, you can't see what's ahead, and you've forgotten what was behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what's he saying? You need to remember what's behind, so you can see what's ahead. Because that's what happens when you begin to remember and 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 look back at those things that you are so excited about. You're you're. Spirit begins to get excited again. And it gets so excited that you begin to reach back for those things again and you begin to look the same way you were looking. Everywhere I went in that time period, God brought something new to me and He never said, Don't do it. That's why we had so many things going. Because everything he, everything he brought, He said, Do that. So we literally were not home any night of the week. Maybe one Maybe. And guess what? We didn't care. The fact is, we were excited. Oh, what night's this? Saturday night, Bible study. What night's this? Sunday night, Bible study. What night's this? Wednesday night, youth. We had something going all the time, and we were excited. When, when you get unexcited, you, we need to look and see what we're looking at because we've, we've, we've gotten our eyes off of Jesus and on to something else. And usually it's ourself. Why? Because you need your me time, right? you got to have me time. I mean, that's all over the news and all over the TV stations and any other talk show or counselor that you can talk to. They're going to tell you how much me time you need. <laughs> they're going to be wrong. Because I had eight years of me time and I was broke as I could be. I was still trying to figure out how I was going to pay my bills because all I was working for was me. And all I was trying to get to God for was me. But when I figured out, it wasn't about me. And I began to love people. And I began to feel that fire. Glory to God. Hungry all the time. Hungry all the time. Yeah, you say, say, kid got a hollow leg. I had a hollow leg for Jesus. Amen. What a good way to be. And I don't ever want to go away from that again. You know, I, I found at times, especially when you work at a church, you can get times where it becomes a work, and I don't like that. And, and that's why I'll purposely stop and I'll go find somebody to love when that happens. I'll call somebody. I'll, I'll do something. I'll find somebody to love. Usually, Mrs. Moore will call me and give me somebody to love. <laughs> oh, they—they thank they you, you guys all. Brother Moore called me the testimony out of the blue. There, they said, check on this person. You know, people don't think they—they they, they care. They love us pray. with all their heart. They pray for us daily. Yeah. They care about us, and they want to know. Between the two of them, what are we excited about? Not just in their own life. What are we excited about in the church? What, what, what's, our, what's our fire burning? What, what are we hungry for? Amen? And that's where we should be just like them. What are we hungry for today? We should be just like me at, at breakfast. What are we going to be hungry for at supper? What, what are we going to want to eat? And then you just start thinking about all the good things that God has all the good things that God's done, all the good things that He's put in you, all the good people that He's put around you, and you begin to praise Him. And you don't just thank Him because a lot of people say, well, I just need to thank the Lord. What what for? Thank Him for something. It's not enough just to thank Him. Thank Him for something. Remind yourself what you're thankful for and thank Him for something. When we remind ourselves, we, we get hungry. We get hungry, and we, and we strive for something greater. We strive for something better, and, and we look to help others at all times. And these are the places we want to go on a regular basis. Amen? Glory to God. And as we do it, our excitement will equal our enjoyment. Thank you, Lord. Look at Jeremiah twenty nine twelve 12 and 13. We'll close with that. Everybody knows Jeremiah 29, 11, but the verses go on it says then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you verse 13 and you shall seek me and you shall find me and that word seek there means to pursue you shall pursue me and find me when you pursue me with all your heart when when we become full we lose heart when we, when we become, when, or I shouldn't even say that because he's going to keep filling you, so you're going to become full. But let me say, when we lose our hunger, we lose our heart. Because your hunger for God is your heart for God. And, and when, when you search for him, and if you want to find him, I searched for him with half my heart for a lot of years because I only wanted half of what he had. I didn't want the ministry half. I just wanted the money half, right? I don't want your heart, God. I just want your hand. Come on. I don't, I, I don't want just his hand anymore. I want all of him. I want his heart. And when we search for him, when we pursue him, we should pursue him with everything we are. that we are. There should not be a time where we have to consider whether we do something or not for the Lord because if he asks you, it's worth it. If he asks you, you can do it. I can tell you that from working for the Moors. They've asked me a whole bunch of things that I never thought would I would or could do, just standing here. This would not have been the first thing they ever said. was say we need parking lot workers. I said, and they said, not you. And I said, what? And they said, you sit there. That's all they told me, too. You sit there. <laughs> and I got to usher. I got to usher for a few years. But I didn't care what they were asking to do. I wanted to be a part of what they... I had been being a part by, by copying off their tapes and, their, and, and, and as many as we could. And that was my part of their ministry for so many years. And then when they came here, I was so excited because I thought now I can be a real part. Even, you know, even if they'll just let me sit somewhere in the service, do anything in the church, I don't care, let me be there. And I would show up during the day, even when there was no church, and act like I needed something just so I could be there in case they needed something. Why? Because I was so excited that they were here that that I could barely contain myself. And every time I sat in that chair and Brother Moore taught, I was like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe everybody else isn't here with me. Why? Because God was showing us stuff that was amazing. And He was showing me more of His goodness, more of His love, more of his kindness, and as I searched for him with all my heart, I just kept finding more and more of who he was. And that hunger gets better and better. And when we search for him with all our hearts, not just so that he can get us out of a mess, not just, you know what, the quickest way out of a mess is help somebody else out of a mess. Love somebody else is the quickest way to get love. Amen? Everything that God had me do, every everything that that He put in me, was for somebody else. He didn't He didn't have me He didn't have me doing anything for me. And it was so refreshing. It was the easiest time of my life. And as I do this for others, this becomes just as easy, because it's the same heart, it's the same God, and it's the same goodness. And He loves us that way. And, and as we'll search for him and seek him with all our heart, as we seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right, his ways, his will, as we seek that all the rest of our life, it goes back here and all of his life goes before us. It, say, it says, Jesus said in one place, he said, he who seeks to save his life will lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake will gain it. And that's what I was doing so, for so many years I was seeking God to save my life because I wanted my life. In other words, I wanted to do things my way with God's stuff. Right? (laughs) I want want the prosperity so I can do things my way. But when I lost my life, when, when my life went every direction that God would ask me to go, then I saved my life. I gained it because I served him. Amen? Amen. And, And if we do that, if we walk out these doors, and we are Faith Life Church, and we are Christians and children of God, and we are the people that God's created us to be, and we have that hunger in us, when we walk through the earth, we will always be effective somewhere. No matter where you're going, no matter what you're doing, no matter what restaurant you sit down at, no matter what job you have, everywhere you go, expect something from God to do. Wait and listen to him. He's going to give you something to do. If you're there, there's a purpose. And, and it's not you. It's somebody else there. While you're there, he'll bless you. But he's got you there for another reason. So keep that fire burning. Keep that hunger going. And look for what God's got for you. And as we do, we'll begin to change Branson, Sarasota. We'll begin to change everyone that's watching out here that's, that's going in whatever city or nation or country you're in. You'll, you'll begin to change the atmosphere around you. And you'll begin to change your own life because you'll lose who you used to be and you'll become everything God wanted you to be. Man, if I could grow up and say I became exactly what my father wanted me to be, then I'll be okay. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Just worship him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just close your eyes. And remember how good He's been. Close your eyes and remember how good He's being. And remember how good He's going to be. Allow the goodness of God to fill you. He's filling you and me daily with good things. Good things to be a part of. Good things to do. Good things to minister to people that are hurting all over this world. He needs a people that will just say yes, that will just go and, and say, here I am, Lord. Yeah, you want me to do this? Yeah, that's where I'm going to be. You want me to You want me to go to that Bible study? Yeah, I'll do that. You want me to do that? It doesn't matter what you ask. Our answer is, if it's for you, Lord, not only will I, I want to. My desire is you. My only desire is you. And as we gain that fire, that that hunger back, as you you look back and and, and you you begin to see and He begins to unfold all that goodness that has been and is and will be, then your, your, your hunger continues to grow and grow. And as your hunger grows, your ministry grows, your ability grows, your desire grows, your life changes. Thank you, Lord. You got a song, man? This is my desire To honor you Lord, with all my heart I worship